All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakened Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And today, my good friend Beth Rachel is back with us. She was on last season and we had a wonderful show, high vibe, uh, wonderful processes, um, wonderful wisdom as well. So I'm so glad that she's back with us today. We're talking about the art of receiving. So some of what we're going to talk today about includes it's always different, right? But it includes how people experience blocks to receiving, how self-sabotage is often actually a protective mechanism, how safety plays into receiving, how does allowing play into receiving, and why receiving is not a question of worth, but of inner alignment, and when we are receiving, but not perceiving it. Hmm. Uh, we're going to be taking live caller questions, and um, Beth is going to be facilitating a guided visualization as well. Uh, so for those of you who do not know Beth, like I said, she was on last season. We had a wonderful time, but she is here to support humanity in activating the original human genome and divine earth blueprint. As a participant in the original planetary design and creation of the earth, she draws upon her soul and cellular memory to help guide humanity back into alignment. And much of her work is in lifting and integrating the veil between the conscious and unconscious collective human awareness and creating harmony between densities and higher frequencies. And I, when I worked with uh, Beth last season, before the show last season, oh my goodness, I was so surprised by what came through, uh, how accurate, how um, uh, the process was like exactly what I needed and more <laughs> that I didn't even know I needed at the time. But when it all came through, it's like, oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm so excited that Beth is going to be sharing a process with us today. And you, you have the chance to work with her live one on one. So if you do have a question for Beth, please do raise your hand. Um, or you can probably, you know, type a question in the chat, but we'll see. But definitely raise your hand. That's much easier than anything else, because sometimes we like to speak to you, right? And we like we like to hear your voice or we have questions, etc. So if you can, that'd be great. So please join me in welcoming Beth to the show. Beth, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Alara. It's wonderful to be here. So I'm I'm excited because you know we we had a wonderful show last season. And um, because you are still fairly new to our community, can you just tell a little bit more about yourself? basically like how you work, I think would be important just to share a little sure. bit about how you work with people. Yeah, I work with people primarily on bridging the space between the subconscious and conscious mind. I do that through our internal and external processes. So uh, it's not like hypnosis where you're, you know, working through blocks. It's more expansive than that. And we're, we're working toward as we bridge these portions of our consciousness. This is how we step into the more expanded version of ourselves. So a lot of what I do is in going and collecting the parts and pieces of ourselves within our shadow experiences or perceptions uh, and, and embracing so that we can embrace the whole of who we are. And I have the unique ability to be able to see into the consciousness of individuals and the consciousness of humanity as a whole, um, meaning that the places that we would rather kind of tuck or hide away um, are very easily and readily visible to me. And so I support people in working through those pieces so that they can come forward in a more whole and complete 
um, way for themselves and for humanity. And so now today we're talking about receiving, right? And the art of receiving. And a lot of times people don't really realize that they're not fully receiving. Like we all say, I'm receiving, I'm receiving, I'm allowing, I'm willing, I'm willing, all that, all those wonderful words. But energetically, you know, and at the subconscious level, we may not be receiving. So let's talk a little bit about what is receiving um, and how, especially at this time, we really need to get clarity on receiving so that we can, as we receive, be of service to ourselves, humanity, and the planet. Right. Well, you know, what's interesting is that obviously uh, energy is always happening, right? And is in constant flow. And we are energy. So theoretically, on some level, right, we we are constantly both giving and receiving because it's impossible not to and live in existence, be a part of existence. Uh, that being said, we also simultaneously have these experiences where we don't perceive that we are receiving and or allowing that word receive is also really loaded for people. You know, there's tons of attachments to it. And one of those attachments is like this belief or this concept that like uh, the other end of receiving is is somehow is like failure, you know, um, not living up to um, those who receive. We have these ideas that like those who, who know how to receive well, you know, are somehow better or... Um, you know, more successful. Mm -hmm. uh, and receiving is, you know, it's not, I, I hear people, you know, often talk about, you know, their affirmations in regards to receiving or, um, you know, to your point, I, you know, I, I'm open to receiving, I, you know, I'm ready to receive. So the, the conscious mind is ready to receive and or Step into allowing is another way to say that with uh, without so much attachment um, of sort of the uh, success or, or failure paradigm to it. Um, but there's there's a piece of our our unconscious that is not actually ready to be in that same position as much as the conscious part of us may want to be. So while we end up in this 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 sort of position of like. Am I a success? Am I a failure because of how I am allowing myself to receive? Moving it out of that paradigm and into the paradigm that I, I feel is more accurate, which is really about safety and how, how safe do you actually feel to receive that which you con consciously desire, right? And this comes down to there's different parts of us, you know, we are not just one aspect of our personality that that aspect that that has that desire and that goal and is moving toward it is not uh, is not the only aspect it just might be the one that is most to the, to the forefront of of the conscious mind. Right, so it's the one we mostly identify with, but when we drop in a little bit more deeply to the different parts of ourselves, we find that maybe not all of them are on board because maybe not all of them feel safe having or receiving that thing that we consciously desire. 
So that's sort of the first kind of, yeah, sticky point place, I think. And, and, that, and that's the thing too, is like that, you know, not feeling safe, not feeling protected in receiving is because, or could be because of past lives, um, ancestral stuff in our DNA, et cetera. But, you know, because like right now we would say, no, I, I, I'm perfectly fine. There's no, nothing for me to fear. I'm perfectly safe. Nothing can happen to me if I receive this, right? But that energy from the past may still be in our field, in our cells, et cetera, that is still affecting us, right? Yeah, well, what I'm talking about is less about from the genetics or from a past life, although that can happen too. What I'm actually talking about are things from this life that have mm -hmm. impacted our perception of that thing that we want to receive, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that, you know, uh, I have a goal to, this is, you know, very arbitrary, but let's say I have a goal to be an actress and that's what I, I want to work on receiving this role that I'm trying out for, right? And part of me, my conscious mind is like totally on board. This is what I want. This is what I've been working toward. I'm doing my manifestations. I'm doing my affirmations. I'm doing this person's meditation, that person's meditation. Okay, well, when they stop for a minute and actually go inside, what they may find is that, you know, uh, when they were three, they went on stage mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, the Girl Scout troop or whatever it was, and they had horrible stage fright and with this completely traumatic experience they wet their pants and they were made fun of and again this is arbitrary but what i'm you know illustrating here is that there's some traumatic something attached to it from this life experience that is saying the opposite right yeah. no that's not safe to go be an actress and be on stage because this happened last time I was on, you know, I remember being on stage or one time when I was on stage, it doesn't yeah. even matter. Right. So the, the approach there is to work with that part that's holding on to that being the, the, uh, the likely, you know, conclusion rather than the likely conclusion being the success that this mm -hmm. conscious mind is affirming and manifesting for right this other part is the part that needs to be talked to and found, a conclusion needs to be found yeah and some it, healing done so yeah. yes I understand that yeah totally because as you were relating that story it's like oh yeah I definitely had some issues or stories like that when I was younger uh-huh yep I can I can see why I would be afraid to show up I would be afraid to be in public, you know, what, what, you know, definitely. And um, so obviously I've healed up because here I am, <laughs> but yeah, here you are. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. But still, I think, I think it's, I still held on to it for a long time before I, you know, decided to do this, you know, so um, definitely um, experiences that we've had in childhood, not, not just experiences that we've personally experienced, but what we've seen as well, right. With our parents and other people in our lives, Absolutely. It all affects our perception, right? And the different parts perception of possible outcomes. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's important to, you know, when you do have a, a desire, a wish, a manifestation that you want to look at, 
And if it's not coming to fruition, it's important to look at like, okay, what could it be, right? Asking the question, well, it's not me, it's not what I'm doing, but what else could it be from before, right? Because because we we always go to blaming ourselves, we're not doing enough. I'm not, or I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not doing enough. I have to do more, right? Um, and even, you know, once we realize, okay, I'm doing everything right. Yep, I'm doing everything right. So there's something else. And we sometimes have that blind spot until, you know, like we forget things that have happened in our childhood until somebody brings it up. Right. Right. I think that oftentimes it's not, well, always, I would say it's not really about whether or not we're doing it right or we're doing it wrong. You know, it's about whether or not, uh, and that, but that is one way that we, you know, we experience not receiving, right. When we're not receiving what we're, we're, you know, manifesting for where we start to feel we're doing something wrong. That's a really, that's a really, especially when we're looking around and we're seeing that other people are doing their manifestations. It's working out for them. Obviously there must be something wrong with the way I'm doing it or with me. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways we start to, you know, experience those blocks. Is there something wrong with me? Another way is that I'm somehow unworthy Mm -hmm. or I don't deserve it you know, or, um, or we think that like, we haven't accomplished enough, enough. we haven't done enough yet. So these are all ways that we start to experience these blocks is, is this idea that like, there's, again, it's about like success or failure. And there's always this, we haven't reached this benchmark yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, special category benchmark where you just, you start receiving and, more often than not, if we were to actually really go inside and check inward, there is a part of us that just doesn't feel safe or ready for that thing mm-hmm. that the conscious part is really striving for. So it's not a matter of finding what we're doing wrong. Uh, it's a matter of, is this really right for all parts of me? And at this time, at this time, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but sometimes we get so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my goodness. Like we're so hooked in a story that this is what I want. I know this is what I want. I feel it in my heart. It feels right. I always wanted this. Even when I was a child, blah, blah, blah. Right. We say, and we make it so significant. Right. Mm-hmm. But just because you want something may not be the right thing for you right i mean and that's it's hard for it's for, it's hard for us to get that because we've been told we've been told that everything you think and especially if you have the same thought over and over again the same desire over and over again it's meant for you i don't know if that's true anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well it's more complex than that that's one aspect of it right but that's a very like mind over matter kind of thing yeah. it's very much which it, we we are so much more than just mind first of all and second of all the mind is actually so much more than our present understanding of it is and one of those com- complexities is that there is not just one aspect to the personality or one personality so one single desire it's just the desire that we're conscious of there's a whole, you know, network of aspects of our personality that work, you know, um, and are together and are interconnected. And we're only paying attention to this, this one. And um, we're only taught to pay attention to this one. 
So yes, if something is not manifesting into our reality, it, it absolutely could be a timing piece because not everybody, all the parts inside of our mind, of the aspects of ourselves are ready for it. Just that one aspect is, and more than likely that one aspect that thinks that this is what I have to do to be successful. Uh, so, you know, the, the more that we dive into the full expanse of our consciousness, the more we find what is really in alignment, right? Rather than the idea or projection, what we think is in alignment. We begin to accept and then allow the receiving for what is really in harmony for the whole of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I have an issue with the word alignment. I'll be honest. <laughs> sure. um, <laughs> Somebody else typed in, they have an issue with the word block. So let's yeah. go at both of them. Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole alignment thing, right. I think, I think in this industry, especially People mm-hmm. need to get clear about what alignment truly means. Because what does it mean for you? Well, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, hmm, what does it mean for me? So for me, I think it, it, you know, it means that when I'm feeling okay at one with myself, happy with myself, content with myself as I am, mm-hmm. then I'm in I'm in alignment with my life, with my soul, with my soul purpose all of that. I'm in alignment with my higher self, with my purpose, all of that. I'm in alignment. When I'm not happy or I'm not satisfied, I'm dissatisfied, I'm not in alignment. But but does that truly mean that I'm not in alignment with that goal or desire? No, not, not necessarily, right? So it's not about the actual desire or, or anything else, but it's like if when you are in alignment with who you truly are, with your higher self and your soul, then everything else seems to flow with more ease. Then, then your desires are also of a of a higher vibration than just the mind 3D. I have to have this here and now. Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 just I'm just talking off the cuff. No, I mean it sounds like you know, um, you know, you're 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 hearing from a lot of people in this this um, let's call it industry, uh, what you know, um, in this area, and. And it sounds like your takeaway on a lot of the perspective of alignment is to either be in, like you're either in that that sort of that channel of allowing or not. Is that's sort of what I'm I'm taking from what you're saying? And correct me if I'm, mis- I'm misunderstanding. But when I talk about alignment, I'm talking simply um, about aligning with something. Mm-hmm. So. You know, for you and I to agree on something, that's an alignment. For right. my inner parts to all agree on something, that's an alignment. For there to be two dots in a straight line, that's an alignment, right? So uh, that's the way that um, that I'm utilizing it is more <laughs> sort of in a, co- a colloquial way rather than, you know, um, this sort of industry term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's and like yeah, inner we, spiritual alignment, you know, for, you know, that's for yeah. me, that's what alignment means. So, yeah, for, and as far as like, 
Yeah, align sort of almost using alignment as sort of interchangeable with like your journey or yeah. you know your soul's journey, right? Which we are always on our soul journey. You know, yeah. I, you can't you can't not be on your soul journey. We can we can take detours, and we do, <laughs> and we do. Um, yeah. But are they really detours? Right? Because no, we take away something from everything. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes the road winds and sometimes the road uh, is, is, is straight, but it's never um, straight, (laughs) (laughs) but we can always always winding around. (laughs) Um, We can always find alignment with things as we're moving through. Yeah. That's kind of more. Yeah. And then somebody else had written and they didn't like the word block. And I'm just curious if, oh, uh, if we aren't receiving what we want, it could be because the universe is sending us something better. Well, you're a co-creator. So um, this isn't about, this is another thing that happens with receiving that I witness, um, that it's up to the universe, Mm -hmm. that I've been praying to God, I've been praying to the universe, I've been telling it what I need, telling it what I want, and it's not responding. Um, Or, you know, this, I'm not, it's, it's, I'm not getting this mirroring back, right? And um, you're a co-creator. So this is not about, just about God or the universe, however you wanna put it, responding to your request. This is about, and if you don't like the word block, you can, you can, uh, you know, I like to use the word sticky point, whatever is, 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 is sticky. So it's not allowing that energy to come through. Those sticky points are our, that's us. That's us and turn in, that's what's in between us and the receiving that we would like to allow. There's a very strange screen in the upper hmm. right hand, my upper right hand corner. It's, um, oh yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Randy's screen is being weird. Randy, your screen is being weird. <laughs> it's very, it's very distracting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, you know, use what, what terminology I think works for you. Uh, ultimately if we're triggered on a term, I think it's an opportunity to clarify the term, which is just more sticky points, right? It's just more, um, it's just more clearing of the path to, to feeling and knowing the interconnectedness of all. And, and you're a part of that. We're a part of that. Each one of us is a part of that. And we are co-creating together. So, you and know, can I just add something really quick? Just yeah. because I'm going to forget. So this came to my mind just now. And um, so for those of you who may be um, music buffs, I am not. And I do not remember lyrics. And I, don't, I do not remember people who sing, like, you know, the names or anything. But there was a song back in the day. Uh, I don't know who sings it. Okay, so don't even bother asking. And, but part of the lyric, it was like, uh, thank God for unanswered prayers, right? So it's the same thing as thank God for not bring, making my wish come true because, yes, I got something better. Look at this beautiful life I have. If I would have gotten that which I wanted before, oh my God, I would not have had this, right? Um, so that that is something that I always, it comes to me sometimes because it's like, you know, sometimes we're like, our mind is set on something, right? It's not our heart. It's not our soul. It's not, you know, it's our mind that wants something, right? Our ego wants something. And then um, when we don't get it, 
you know, there are many times when I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God I didn't get it then. Thank God I got it now, not then, because I wasn't ready then, right? Or the timing was not right. So that that actually happened for me once where the timing was not right. I I'm, Thank God I didn't get it then, because I, I don't know what I would have done, right? So it's like sometimes when we are wanting to receive something, whatever it happens to be, and be, and we're open to receiving all that wonderful stuff, we're in alignment because our, our yeah, okay, whatever. Our, our goal is in alignment with what we want and blah, blah, blah. And then we don't get it. I, I guess it comes, comes back down to that the timing thing I talked about earlier. Sometimes the timing is just much more magical in, in another time and space, which is what I've experienced where if I've got, if I got something later on than what I wanted, it turned out to be much better, more magical with flow. Like it was like, oh my God, <laughs> so easy. Right. But at the time when I was asking for it, I was like stumbling and obstacles and, oh, my God, block after block after block. So, you know, I totally understand, Lori, what you're talking about, about the block, right? But the block was, it, it wasn't really a block. It was just, it was just not the right time. Yes, that was what, um, like what I wanted to receive. I did get, you know, eventually, but not when I, not when I wanted it originally. So sometimes we have to be willing to go with the flow. Sometimes we have to be willing to let go of control of how things show up. You want to talk about that? <laughs> and if anybody knows that song that I'm talking about, you can type it in the chat. <laughs> but I remember it was something like, thank God for unanswered prayers. I don't know who sings it, but you know, uh, it's a country-ish kind of um, song. <laughs> I'm so bad. It's so embarrassing how bad I am with... Um, music and lyrics and you know musicians singers etc um <clears throat> go ahead <laughs> yeah well we could talk about the timing piece first for a moment um in that because we are we are living in a co-created reality and our souls interact with other wants needs desires creations right so there is that's what that timing piece sometimes ends up being, right? Is because certain energies have to work together in order to mm -hmm. give us what we receive. So I think that's what you're talking about. So just to speak to that for a moment is just, you know, um, yeah, allowing those different parts of the co-creation that are necessary in order for us to receive the desire that, um, that we're asking for sometimes need more time to line up. Uh, and, and our soul always knows the right timing as well and things look different from that level than they do from this level and we are we are so programmed to be in the mind and in the instant gratification right so it's a different it's it's a, it's allowing for a different pace sometimes um yeah and and stepping outside of that expectation of of instant manifestation because sometimes it is and sometimes it it there's those other other co-creative pieces involved in the receiving process. Um, yeah, so just to kind of speak to that for a moment and then um, what you had asked to speak to something else, I'm sorry. Um, I'm forgetting what it was now. I don't know. <laughs> I lost it as well. Okay, okay. well, I'll jump over here, which was, um, what would you say about being clear about what one wants? have desire what okay yeah sometimes I mean our desires are constantly changing and evolving right we have like those big 
goals that are within our, our journey that don't change. Sometimes the timing of them changes or how they manifest change. But um, a lot of times our, our, our desires are sort of, you know, less life, major life goal desires are uh, change. And sometimes we don't know what we truly desire until we manifest one thing and we're like, oh no, yeah, that's not, um, that's not actually what I wanted. <laughs> that doesn't actually feel good. Or, you know, oh God, that was like so much different in my mind. And now that, that I'm experiencing it, you know, now that I've received it, uh, I realize I don't actually want that. That's not what I thought it was. So, you know, that's part of um, just getting more and more clear uh, on what we wish to create, just to speak to Layla's question. But um, but that's okay, I think, Beth, because like it's like some like we don't always know a hundred percent how things are going to show up when we have a desire, right? So when we want something, we don't know exactly how it's going to show up or how we're going to feel about it when we're just thinking about it. But I still feel like, you know, when we, you know, if there's something that we want and, you know, it makes sense or whatever, take action on it. I mean, I've done this many times where I've wanted something, took action on it. It's like, oh, nah, it was not quite right. That was not quite what I wanted, you know? So mm -hmm. it's okay. But that's how you learn. That's how you get, get experiences uh, is from taking those actions. Then you know what not to do next time. Or it's like, oh, let me, let it, now I can tweak it. But if you're just thinking about it all the time, nothing's going to happen. You're not even going to get new insights. You're not even going to get new opportunities around that thing because, you know, you haven't moved on it. That's my opinion. Go ahead, Beth. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's what she's asking basically is, you know, how, how does she really know what she wishes to create? And that's when I'm saying, you know, sometimes we don't know what we truly desire until we have this, we have something in front of us. We have contrast. Contrast gives us a lot. And depending on how your life has gone um, and, and what kind of interpersonal relationships you've had, it can be difficult for some people who have spent their lives enmeshed in other people's energies to know the difference between what they really desire and what another desires and to have that kind of individuation. So that may also be part of your process right now, Leila, is really is finding your desire amongst the desires of all of those around Le you. Layla, do you want to unmute yourself in case there's more to that that you wanted to share? Because you're right, Beth, sometimes we, sometimes we don't like, you know, am I wanting this for me or am I wanting this because this is what I should want? Or is this what my dad would want? Or is this, you know, like, do other people want this for me? Right. And so getting clear on it. Yes, it's truly me. I want this for me. And also like, not from fear or lack or scarcity, but I want this because it's, you know, going to move me forward or whatever happens to be. <laughs> Go ahead, Layla. <laughs> Hi. It's funny Hi. because I actually um, had a situation one time where uh, another person's thought came into my mind, but I didn't know it was their thought. And I created something where they came and lived with me, but I... I didn't even realize till like months later that that wasn't my, even my thought. Mm. And it was an extremely painful experience. And then those things build up because I've done a lot of those things. And um, the 
the pain of the um, discourse in the relationships kind of have me, you know, withdraw and separate and isolate. And then, you know, what you receive comes through relationship. And I feel like I don't have enough relationships to receive. And I'm also afraid to really be like truly authentic in my relationships. And I don't always no, even if in relationship, the person asked me, well, what do you, like somebody wanted me to take them to the airport and they were like, well, what can I give you, you know, monetarily for that? I didn't know. I don't know. And I go in and it, I don't get the answer. Hmm. So nice to see you. Like confu- <laughs> I, didn't realize, I didn't realize who you were until I saw your face. So nice to see you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, this is um this is like a very like 3D uh, you know reference. Have you ever seen that movie Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts and Richard Gere? Uh many years ago, I don't remember it. Okay. Well, she keeps getting really close to marrying someone and then at the last minute runs. Okay. And at some point or another, um you know, Richard Gere says something to her about how he doesn't think she was really afraid of the man. She was really afraid because she didn't, or not knowing who they were, she didn't know who she was. And he started to ask these reporters, he started asking each one of these men how she liked her eggs cooked. And they all said something different. One said poached, one said scrambled, one said over medium. The point being was that she didn't have enough of her own individuated identity to to know how she wanted her eggs cooked. So she was just, um, she was just absorbing, right? Meshing, inter, inter, uh, intertwining with however that individual that she was in close relationship with, yes. like their eggs. So this is what you're talking, you know, so it's, it's a, it, like I said, it's kind of a cheesy example, right? But it's very, but it's very like 3D in this world, what we're talking about is a meshment. And my guess is, is if you take a little bit more of a dive into your childhood, you'll find the source of some of, of that relating in, in a meshed way, right? Being entangled with the wants, needs, and desires of those around you comes from childhood experiences where that was necessary to survive or navigate difficult situations. Yes. And yeah. So going, going and healing that, right. That's so that's where getting in touch with those inner parts and doing healing with them. Uh, that's another, that's another aspect is being able to go and, and that would be a reason why those parts would also feel unsafe to receive in a certain way. But first you got to, you got to start unwinding, disentangling the enmeshment, right? So that you know what you even truly want, because you can't go asking for and then receiving if it's not what you truly want first. So going and get working through those enmeshments, helping that those inner children, those inner parts, the young ones, 
to understand that it is safe to, to disentangle because you no longer need that same enmeshment in order to survive or navigate dif the difficulty because you're not a child anymore and you're not in those same relationships anymore, at least not in the same way, right? The dynamics have changed, but that part, those parts are still kind of frozen and confused. Yeah. So working through that is going to give you a lot. Then you can start trying all the different kinds of eggs and figuring out like, okay, actually, which way do I like? And again, just an example, but that's the next step, right? Is as you start to disentangle those parts and pieces, then go try some things and see how they feel to you without those other people's attachment. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that might be part of the isolation is to be by myself. So I can gain some of that. Yes. I, I'm sure it's to help give you some of that perspective, right? Because yeah. then you have the actual physical space and some of the more psychic space too, to start doing that. Right. And, but, getting, mm -hmm, and getting, but I just find as soon as I get back in relationship with someone, it's all about them. Of course, narcissistic parents, all about them. So I hear you. Yeah. So some deep healing to start really unwinding that. Yeah. And then, and then, and then trying it out, playing. There's a fun part in there. The, the, you know, it's like, once you disentangle that, it's like that part of you that never got to play and discover what it is she likes gets to do that. And I also just, you know, want to comment on, you said that man, you know, the manifest, the receiving comes through other people. That's not true. And that's a place that you, you want to disentangle for sure. That's what it has been. That's been true for you because of the enmeshment, but no, the receiving comes from source and yes, it navigates through the different aspects of creation in order to get to you. But if you're thinking of it as only coming through other individuals, it's limiting how it can get to you. Whereas if you're just, you're asking source to bring it to you, it's got infinite possibilities of ways to get to you. You know what I'm saying? So that's just another like disentanglement piece for you. Okay. Yeah. And that's, thank that's you. for everybody. Thank you, Layla. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you um, for sharing. I just want to add one small little thing. So when I was, when I turned 40, right, 40, <laughs> at that point, I said, that's it. Now that I'm 40. I'm going to do what I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want. I'm not doing, because before that, I was the good daughter, <laughs> the good mom, the good wife, did everything that everybody else wanted. It's like, enough. I'm going to now do what is right for me. People did not like that. Like my family and friends, they did not like that. It's like, what the, what is she doing? What do you mean? You know, it's like, I'm going to, but, but this is not right. It's like, it's right for me. It's right for me. I'm going to do what's right for me. It, it's, it's a different way of being when you start to put yourself first instead of, you know, always for other people, right? Of course, when there was an, an emergency of some sort with the kids or my husband now, of course, they come first because it's an emergency, right? But, after, but beyond that, I come first. I come first. I get to choose what I like, what I don't like. I get to choose where I'm going to go, what I'm, where I'm not going to go, etc. I get to choose. And giving myself that <clears throat> that power, that um, permission, even you know, was so liberating. I made so many different choices once I made that stand for myself. 
Um, did I make mistakes? Of course. But, you know, more often than not, they were not mistakes. More often than not, you know, it's been it's been more um, freeing and freedom. And after a while, my parents said, OK, fine, we're just not going to say anything because she's not going to listen to us anyways. But, yep. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's like they're like, well, she's not going to listen to us anyway, so we're not going to bother saying anything. Perfect. I love it. So now they don't, except for on the rare occasion, my mom might say, OK, don't get mad. It's like, all right. But I just want to have to I just have to ask you a little question. I just want to know. All right. So they've already like said, OK, don't get mad. Don't get upset. Don't you know, it's like, all right. And then and then I will explain my um not my choice or anything, but I'll, I'll be like, yes or no. Like, eh, no. Yes. Okay. Maybe we'll see. Did, does that make sense? But I, I am, I am thinking for myself. I'm not thinking about what, uh, what a good daughter would do or a good mother, a good wife or anything like that. Right. Sometimes it's hard when you have kids, I, granted, sometimes it's hard when you have parents, granted, but still they'll get over it. Parents will get over it. Children, I'm not so sure, but parents will get over it. <laughs> Getting to that point first where you're disentangling from the enmeshment so you know the difference between what you want and what they want. That's your first step because otherwise you can't stand up for your desire if you don't, if it's not disentangled, right? So, so that and then what Alora said, then you can really stand in that place and exercise it and see how it feels. Um, yeah. 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 Good. Um, Thank you, Layla. <laughs> we have uh, a comment over here by Manisha that um, this actually brings up a point that I was wanting to mention earlier, mm -hmm. which is, um, you know, she's sharing a story about how, you know, her son wanted to manifest this job he was offered with this bank that, um, you know, he didn't end up getting the job. I'm, I'm summarizing. So mm -hmm. uh, didn't end up getting the job. And it turned out the bank actually was pretty corrupt. So it brings up the point of, you know, sometimes these things that we desire don't actually manifest because they're not actually in our highest good. So that is another aspect here where, again, if we step out of just looking at things from what we want in our mind to what the soul actually knows is in our, you know, highest good our soul is in communication with all the different parts and aspects of our psyche and personality, right? And our soul is also has a different vantage point. So that's where that, that piece comes in of like, oh, maybe it actually isn't for my highest and best good and being able to trust that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, because sometimes the evidence doesn't come to a little bit later of like, why? Oh, you know, um, and, uh, so yeah, that, you know, is an aspect to, to manifesting, um, you know, it doesn't speak directly to allowing ourselves to receive. Sometimes those, those two things can get tangled up. Right. Um, and also there's a difference between a need to be fulfilled and a desire to be fulfilled. Some might say every desire is a need, but I would say it's a little different, right? Like you need housing, you need food, you need money in this world. Those are needs, those are basic needs, right? Versus I desire 
to, you know, take my career to the next level. I desire to meet the man of my dreams, the woman of my, the partner of my dreams. I desire, not that those are less important because absolutely, that's why I'm saying some people would say, you know, there's a difference between need mm -hmm. and desire. However, when we're talking about those basic needs being fulfilled, um, that's often sort of a different energy that comes in to allow us to receive. That's a survival energy, which is a little bit different than desires being fulfilled yeah yeah absolutely um i think there was i know linda has her hand raised and i think there was a question from randy in the chat as well um but linda we'll go to you first and then, and then we'll answer randy's question in the chat as, as well hi beth hi my my question is hi. this hi good to see you? you yeah oh good hi. it's cold here today <laughs> okay oh. so um how do you bring your conscious and your subconscious mind together, still disentangle yourself and still stay on the frequency of your desires. Yeah, it's 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 holding a lot simultaneously, mm -hmm. right? So the yes. first thing you do is you allow source to be the container. Allow that source energy to be the container, to be the bridge between the conscious and the unconscious and to hold that frequency of your desire while you traverse the material and the conversation and the unwinding. Does that make sense? Yes, but in how do you get there? How do you get there? Yeah. yeah. Um, go into meditation, connect with source energy and allow that energy and that meditation to take you in deep inside yourself and inquire you know, the parts that are involved in this decision-making, please, you know, um, come, forward. come forward. Yeah. And tell me how you feel about it. You know, um, tell me where there might be a part of you that is, you know, what you're reluctant. Why are you reluctant? You know, what's going on and then help them work it through. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you, Linda. So now we have a process. We know how to do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Randy's question was, um, he says, I'm not able to use command as any part of my invocation. I think it's a question. Is he able to use command as any part of his invocation? Um, are you I don't, doing, I don't can always you, use can command. Can you clarify? Yeah. Can you clarify? I also see like matrix healing. It's not my way. Altruism is my way. So get is not Hi. a sink. Hi, Randy. Hi. Thank Hi. you for your consideration. Uh, eh, that's just one example of uh, as Matrix uses. Now I command Merlin. Oh, I, did they I, use the word? They use the word command. Yeah. Matrix healing. Is that what you're saying? And you and that doesn't resonate with you? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, the path never works for me for some reason. Okay. I don't like the word command. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's never been my word either. Um, I like to say request or, yeah. you know, or I may humbly. not, what, humbly, you can say humbly, or I may not even use wording, you know, um, or I might say something, you know, just, and just imagery, or I might say something like, this is what I'm calling into my life now, you know, please help and support this in the highest and best way. Um, and say my my thanks and you know um 
I do think that that word command is very closely linked to a lot of people for the, the, the word demand, which is different. Um, but um, even so, uh, even 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 with understanding the difference myself, it's never really been my word. Uh, so I, I totally get it. So just find what word works for you. And I would say that, you know, um, when working with energy, always intention, you know, intention is always even more the energy with which we use, you know, to ask for is more important than the word, because you can talk to five different people and they're going to have five different perspectives on the word command, you know, or, or most any word. Uh, so the energy we come with, you know, that's why we choose the words we do often. And we're very limited as far as words go in the human language, you know, so choose the energy that works for you. that feels good to you. Feels in quick, alignment with what feels good to you. Thank you so much. And a quick share. Yeah. You know, I come from tangential altruism in a lot of my conversations. And and one reason is because otherwise we're going to talk about my pain. And and, and this is a you know another way to be in the in this in and one of the things I've learned about tangential altruism is it makes narcissism obvious right away because it's such a stark contrast so that's the blessing in, in tangential altruism awesome thank you randy what's going on with your screen <laughs> sorry i don't know <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're seeing beth upside down and i know <laughs> and, and flashing yeah i saw that too before yeah so just turn off your video and turn it back on it should be fine Right, we talked about that the other day on one of the calls. Thank you, Randy. Um, and um, for for me as well, commanding I don't like because, but also when I'm asking, I'm not begging. You know, I it, you know it's like when you're talking to source, the universe, creator, God, God is, you know, whoever you're working with. I I do like the word, you know, saying, you know, like like Beth was saying, please support this desire, this wish, this into this intention. And thank you, right? And just, or just, just saying thank you, thank you for being with me. I always say thank you for being with me. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for supporting me in this desire, right? And so that's a different energy than I command this energy to bring me this. But <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know, I, I don't like commanding anything or anybody or energy, even though I know that I know the the the. Uh, uh, logic behind it but you know when we're coming from the heart space like you are randy right altruism and the heart space of course it's going to be more gentle and it's going to be more respectful and it's going to be more how you would want to be treated right how you would want to be spoken to and that's how i like to look at it what i would would, would i like to be talked to like that no right so i'm going to talk to the universe the way i would like to be talked to Does it, you know, hopefully that makes sense. And <laughs> it's a nice way, of course. Nice, yeah. gentle, respectful, kind, right? Well, I think that the use of the word command really, um, when people are are utilizing it, the intention is to really take ownership of yourself as a co-creator. You can command because you are co-creating, you're co-manding, right? So that's the intention behind it is really owning that I am part of creation and I am calling this in. So um, 
so I think it's important to, yes, uh, begging is not, you know, always the, the, the place you want to come from just because it's a minimization yeah. of, of who you are as a co-creator. Right. But also, and, and also, um, just watch that in general, you know, we don't want to like, Oh, you know, like we don't want to come from this place of like, please give me, you know, this small yeah. place either. Right. So we want to be respectful and we want to also, um, be in a place of honoring that as part of creation and that I am one with everything, this is what I am calling forth because I believe that it's for my highest and best good at this time. Um, please support this in whatever way is for my highest and best good, mm -hmm. you know? And it, sometimes I'll even say like, you know, and if it's not, please show me, you know, why show me what yeah. I might be missing um, so that I can better understand and, and, yeah. and sort of, um, you know, adjust the course of my asking. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's, it's like a petition, but it's a petition from a respectful, equal place, right? You're working with the, the universe, the energies, etc. Um, working with in, in, um, what's the word in, in co-creation, right? Um, and so it's, it's a different energy than begging or forcing or commanding or demanding or anything else. It's like, we're working together, right? Co-creation, co-creating our realities together, right? For our highest and best good for ourselves and for others. And yeah, sometimes our mind does not know what is for our highest and best good. Right. So that's why people always add this or something better. Right. Or, yes. you know, universe, if this is not the right thing for me, like you're saying, well, show me what is better for me. Right. Get is a limiting proclamation. Um, Get is a limiting preoccupation. preoccupation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's not about getting, it's about experiencing. Right. About receiving. <laughs> yes. We're talking about receiving. It's about receiving. We're talking yes. about receiving. <laughs> Right. And I would even, I saw the word petition up there. I personally would even watch the word petition uh, because of its connotations. Who are you petitioning to? Why do you need a petition? Why do you need to petition? You know, a petition, you have to do a certain amount of work for. The whole idea behind the co-creation is you don't have to do any work. I mean, you might need to clear your own stuff out, right? In order to allow it to come, but you are a part of the rest of the energy here. Mm-hmm. So really owning that. And if something is, is not filtering through, then there's something to shift within yourself to allow that flow to happen. And that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. That means that there is something that it, within you is not quite in alignment to allow that receiving through within yourself, right? Aligning the inner parts of the inner self. And the other aspect that I want to just talk about briefly, because it, uh, I know that we're, we're, we're already kind of um, getting, getting on here, and this is part of what will be included in the course should you choose to participate, and that is that we have, uh, we have energy within us that intrinsically um, already, already has. It doesn't have to go into a place of receiving, right? This is the way in which some of the like divine masculine manifests within our body, right? Our skeletal system is a good example of that. Like we don't have to ask it to be in alignment. It just is. And mm -hmm. it provides the structure 
for the rest of our body to flow, right? The rest of the form to take place. So we have structure and we have form. That's the way creation works. And in this course, I'll be bringing in these two aspects and how they work synergistically together. And so being in alignment with how that manifests in our body allows energy to come in because this is the, this is the, this is the place that I was talking about survival, right? There is a certain place where it's already all happened. It's already all happening and sinking into and dropping into that truth, right? Allows it to be. Knowing that it already is allows it to be. Mm. So we got to kind of, you know, that takes us outside of the mind and into a place of embodiment. You know, you don't have to ask your autonomic nervous system to make you breathe. You know, uh, you just do that. Don't make mm -hmm. your heart beat. That just happens. So part of it is being able to drop into these aspects that just are. And then the flow can happen. So that's the trust in the structure of the universe. Does that make sense to everybody? That's part of being able to receive as part of the receiving process is trusting that there is support for it. Yeah. And I think trust is a big piece. Um, when we were talking to Layla it's on earlier that piece too. Yeah. Hmm? Sorry. It's on that safety piece that we mentioned at the beginning as well. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of brings us full circle and why safety is so important. Yeah. Cause I remember thinking when Layla was speaking, it's like uh, she needs to, does she not trust her own, uh desires anymore does she not trust herself and 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 her desires right um you know so it's something to it's something to look at because sometimes we 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 do we have those feelings where you know we go into doubt we go into um fear we go into not trusting ourselves because like okay i asked for this asked for this asked for this none of it worked out right so then we go into that it's like you know it's like I don't know what to, I I don't know what to ask for anymore. I don't know what I want anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. So that's the mind, of course. Right. So, um, but I like what you just said about just dropping into that place, knowing that everything is already happening and just being, and that that place of being is the place of allowing. And when you're just being, not trying to figure anything out, it's like you can breathe. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like it gives you that 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 space to then actually receive, because before that, you're not really receiving because you're thinking, 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 worrying, fretting, all that wonderful stuff. Right. But you're not really receiving. So going into stillness, going going into yourself, into that space is going to help you to receive more. Right. Getting to that place of safety is going to allow for that to happen. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And so, you know, again, the whole safety piece, there's a, there's a, there is a, a little bit of work to be done to feel safe, right? Because we don't feel safe. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm trying to be nice about it. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, you might want to ask yourself, where am I not feeling safe to receive? Like, what part of me? So I'll be honest, I don't like that the whole parts piece there's this part of me that part of me blah blah blah. but it's like okay what part of me <laughs> does not feel safe to receive 
right? And even when you ask that question, when you're when and you know you take a breath, right? So you're willing to receive. You take a breath, see what shows up, right? It might be my you know five year old self, my six year old self that is that is still not feeling safe to receive. My eight year old self, you know, I could it, it could be. Wouldn't that be different parts of you? I'm curious why you don't like the idea. Of well, I don't think that's a part of me. I think that's just me at, at different times. It is, but it's also you that has a different identification with the self than the present conscious part of you does, right? Do you like a different description? I mean, a different way of saying it? I mean... It's the younger aspect of me who didn't know as much as I do now. <laughs> right. It's not always the younger aspect, though. It can mm. be any age or any stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, there can be multiple of them. So, and they have completely different wants, needs, desires, and ideas of who they are and how they relate to the world. Because your five-year-old self that's stuck in that perspective does not see things the way that you do now. But even your 40-year-old self yeah, that might have an attachment or a sticky point does not see things as your current self does. And that yeah. goes for all of us. Yeah, that's right? true. So yeah, that's why we call it parts work is be, because you can call it aspects, right? Different aspects of the self. Uh, so Layla said, when I asked that question inside, if I receive something somewhere else, something will be taken away or lost. So, you know, that's not true, but I, I, I get it that that's how a part of you is feeling, right? So a part of her is feeling that if she receives this, she's going to lose something else or she's not going to get anything, something else. So there's that lack of this or that, right? I would say follow that. That's a belief. Follow it and find out where it comes from. Okay. So if you receive something somewhere else, something will be taken away or lost. So following that to find out where that came from, it's some interaction, some association, or some observation, possibly repetitive right? Um, And then beginning to disentangle that with that part of yourself that's holding that as truth, even though the whole of you, right, knows that that's not true. That part of you does not know that. And so we have to work with the consciousness of where that part is at and in that that's true for it in order to unwind that. And you can even ask it, what would be taken away or lost? because it may be something very specific. Quite often it is. Yeah, yeah. And bring in some understanding too, that there's room for all, for all everything, all aspects and all parts. So there's room for this to be here and this to be here, right? So there's the whole uh, belief that you're sharing is like a limitation on what you can have. It's only so much. Because you got to, you know, if one comes, you got to take another one out. So that's one aspect you want to work with and shift too. But yes, I'm glad you asked that question. Either, yeah, exactly the either or. 
but what about both? What about and? <laughs> and, and, and. Mm-hmm. Can you add more to your life, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Layla. That was great. Because sometimes we don't, we, we don't get that answer, that awareness, until we ask ourselves a question, right? So good job. <laughs> All right. So let's take a moment and talk about the packages, and then we will do the process. Um, hold on. Let me just share my screen once. One second. Let me share my screen from... Okay, so, uh, so Beth has two packages that are available. The Art of Receiving, which is a three-week course, and the package B is the three-week course plus a 60-minute personal session with Beth. So what is involved in the course, The Art of Receiving? Beth. Yeah, Um it starts next week yes it starts next week um so the first week we are working with clearing out uh we're going to work with the different ways that we experience you can say blocks or sticky points however that works with you um finding what those are right in terms of your relationship with receiving and then going in and connecting with what parts of you are holding those and helping those parts to unwind so that they can all kind of get on the same page right and that might mean that what you're desiring to receive the desire might actually change a little bit as you come into alignment with your inner parts as some are heard that haven't been heard and you're able to unwind that and there may be not a compromise but it coming together that desire might shift that you're looking for. And it, and it will shift in a way that feels more whole and complete. You'll feel more embodied about it, right? It won't feel like such a like push, like a push to achieve. It will feel more like, oh yeah, like I want this with my heart's desire. Okay, the other thing that we're gonna start doing that we're gonna do uh, every day is we're gonna practice receiving. So. We're going to go through some of the common beliefs that are blocking the receiving also in this uh, this first week, releasing them, uh, things like around worthiness or around good enough or success and failure, these sort of paradigms as far as receiving goes. And then every morning at my time, Pacific time, 930, I'm going to send everyone unconditional love. And so this works in a twofold process. One way is that this puts you in a position of receiving, right? So automatically you're, you're practicing receiving, which practice in everything, not just, you know, riding a bike or whatever, like we practice. So this gives you an opportunity to practice. It also gives you an opportunity to be in a different energy with receiving, right? Um, so that those those places that you have been been shifting or you've been questioning whether you're worthy of receiving or your question you know every day at this time i'm receiving unconditional love and i suggest that during that time you actually take a moment to envision your desires right and especially as you're getting as we're clearing stuff and you're getting more clarity on that desire take that time as like a manifestation time you know, write your affirmations, write your clarity, even draw out 
your desires. Whichever way you want to do it, you can build a vision board and stare at the vision board during that time, however you want to do it. But allow that to be a time where you are in practice of receiving uh, without, you, know, you don't have to have a huge expectation, just I'm practicing receiving and this is my desire and I'm going to see how that unfolds, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that'll be happening that start at the beginning and be happening every day. Awesome. And then week two. Yeah. And so week two, we're going to work with some of what I mentioned in the balance between the masculine and the feminine energy in the body and really learning to lean into the divine masculine, that divine structure that's already provided. And what this does is this allows for the relaxation of the inner knowing. And this is the place where we get to go through another layer of anywhere that is still questioning worth of having things, worth of you know seeing things work out the way that, that is desired, because it's really not a question of worth. It's really a question of leaning into that stability and that structure that's already there. Because as much as it's already there within your own body, it's already here within the earth. It's already here within creation. And we've been so out of balance for so long, right? Even in our definition of masculine energy, um, you know, we've distorted masculine energy and we, you know, there's all this push for divine feminine now. And so it's just, it's very out of balance, but really in the universe, it's in balance and that divine masculine provides the structure so that the form of the feminine can take place. So we're working with that balance, finding it in our body, knowing it's in creation and, and receiving from there. Week three, we used to, and by the way, we're still doing every day at the same time, practicing receiving your desires coming into fruition. Okay. And week three is going to be about all about manifesting. It's all about just putting all of the energy from all the work that you've done to get all of your inner world in alignment and harmony and now work toward this manifestation. You got your clarity on your desires. You got your inner world in alignment and now now work on the manifestation. So that that whole um, that whole week will be dedicated to that manifestation process. Awesome. So that's the three week course. And then of course, package B is the course plus a uh, 60 minute private session with Beth. So what does that look like with you, Beth, the, the private session? The private session focuses on bringing more harmony and balance between the conscious and unconscious parts of yourself and bringing healing and wholeness to any parts that are wounded, that are not fully on board with where you would like to be consciously um, and, and being able to integrate that into wholeness so that you can, in this case, we're focusing more on you know, um, getting to that place of receiving more deeply. So what, you know, uh, again, if you don't like the word block, what sticky points are in the way specifically for you in your receiving? Where are those sitting in your subconscious mind? Where are those sitting within your inner world? Um, and let's work on bringing them into to harmony and alignment. Yep, absolutely. 
Um, there's some wonderful testimonials that you can all look at on the page as well. And of course, like I said before, there are two and three part payment plans available. And uh, please use your, if you're part of the inner circle, the free or VIP, please use your gift code, the 10% or 25% gift code uh, as well for either package. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. So let's see, where was I now? I know there was, um, hold on one sec. Let me bring my Zoom back. Okay. What time will the course start in England? What time did we say it's going to start? <laughs> what time is it uh, at? It starts at 5 p.m. my time. So you'll have to use the time conversion to figure that out. I think you have eight or nine hours difference, but um, you just have yeah. to use a time converter. It starts at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. So um, I. Uh, any other questions? Currently, the time difference is seven hours, but we'll go. We'll be going to eight p.m. at some point. Yeah. Right now, it's seven <laughs> hours difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like this this week and then next week. It's like we'll go back to our you know regularly scheduled times. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm still trying to. You know, it's only one hour difference right now between Europe and um, North America, but it's like, it's confusing me to no end. <laughs> I'm used to my regular six hours, I've you know, for, for me, for East Coast. And uh, that makes sense for me. So it's like five hours, like, oh, I don't know what time it is anymore. Uh, silly, I know. It's really silly. But anyway, we get so used to a certain way. Um, all right, so I know that Beth, you wanted to do a, a process or, or a guided visualization today. We can do, we still have time. Yeah. How long is it? Oh, uh, well, I, we can, we can make it short. We can do just okay. a few minutes. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fine. We're, we're, we're good on time. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're good. Okay. Okay. So if everybody wants to just start by closing your eyes. Focusing on your breath with each inhale, calling in all the parts and, and pieces of yourself that are out there thinking about different things, doing different things, focusing on what, what you were just doing or about to do, bring them all into present time and present space. And then on your exhale, Letting go and releasing anything that is not serving your highest and best good at this time. And right above you, way above you actually, envision that infinite source point of energy in a waterfall of white light pouring down through your pillar of light in through the top of your head and all the way down your body into the center of the earth. Meet with the beautiful soul of the planet at the center of the earth. And then bring her energy 
back up through your body. Allow it to enter up through the, the pelvic bowl and move up through your central channel, pooling at the heart, pooling at the head, and pouring back down into the earth. Allow this energy to cycle through a few times, in from the bottom, the center of the earth, and up and out through the heart and the head. Allowing this pillar of light to continue to flow from source consciousness simultaneously. And for both of these energies to begin to form a ball of light around your body. Pull your consciousness in through your third eye to the center of your head and move it down to your heart center. And from this heart space, ask to be taken to your inner guide. Your inner guide is an aspect of your being that emanates straight from your soul, is within your psyche. This inner guide may show up as just looking like you. It may be more of a sense of an energy than physically seeing. Some people see it as like a little fairy kind of energy. There is no right or wrong way. Allow this inner guide to take you to a special castle, a special crystal castle. And as you enter into this special crystal castle that's made just for you, you call forth the different aspects of yourself the different ages and stages of yourself that are ready to be more, sh more seen, more known by your whole self. See them, witness them, honor them as parts of you. They are not separate, though they have been held separate. Though they may feel differently, though they may see things differently. They may have different wants, needs, desires, and they may feel more or less safe than you currently do now. So allow them to come forward as much as they feel comfortable with right now. 
And your goal right now is just to begin to establish the contact so that you can build the trust with these different parts of yourself that have been held separately. So all may begin to come into wholeness and eventually manifest from there. Acknowledging each of them for their uniqueness, for where they are at in their process. And letting each and every one of them know that you are honored to be a part of this process with them. And that your goal is to work towards seeing them more, understanding them more, and working together. And that this special crystal castle is just for them. It is their sacred place, sacred safe place to explore and expand and for you to get to know each other. And allow that beautiful source energy, that white energy from source to pour in through the top of the crystal castle and move through the entire castle, filling it with unconditional love and all the parts of you with unconditional love. Let all the parts know that they are welcome to be here or come here at any time and that you will be back to visit and communicate and integrate and thank them for their presence and for their communication. And when you're ready, allow your inner guide to take your hand and help you to travel back to your heart center. From the space within your heart center, traveling back up to the center of your head and out your third eye. Bringing your consciousness back into the center of your body. Again, feeling that pillar of light from source all the way through your body into the center of the earth. And feeling that earth energy coming up through the pelvic bowl, through the heart, through the head, and back down into the earth. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Beautiful, thank you. I wasn't, I, I didn't quite, I wasn't quite ready to open, open my eyes. I'm still not able to really talk that well. But um, how was how was that process for all of you? Did you perceive your inner guide? What did you perceive for me? Um, my inner guide was um, it was an energy, and it, it was uh, this. 
white aquamarine-ish, you know, energy. It was it was so gentle and peaceful and but very uplifting. Uh Linda says, thank you. That was good. Oh, good. Glad you enjoyed it. And um yeah, I'm I'm still feeling a lot of energy in my third eye still, and I'm still feeling it uh all around me. So just taking a few more deep breaths. Uh, anybody else have any? Layla, go ahead. I'll share. Uh, my inner guard guide was a four-year-old version of me. Um, very playful. And the first thing that happened in the meditation was that this lady that I had been working with and doing some energy work with yesterday showed, I brought her in. Talk about enmeshment. Oh, this hmm. would be really good for her. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, there you go. There's the enmeshment. Like <laughs> I'm responsible for her. And so then I recentered and then kind of crouching in the corner. Only one part showed up and she was like two. And she was like this defending against being hit by like my dad. But I don't remember or really even believe my dad did that but maybe it was just an energetic reaction to his energy or something. Um, that's what happened. <laughs> I'll let share. Wow. Um, it sounds like there's some good material in there. And oftentimes what we, when we start to do the inner work, we come up against the parts of our consciousness that have been waiting to expand. And we come up against what is real and what is unreal. That makes sense. So the thing about your dad, right? Autumn, because it feels unreal, right? We're stepping into a part of the consciousness where repression and suppression happen. And we automatically assume it's unreal because it doesn't have the same feeling that things do in our conscious reality. So just sitting with what that means to you, if that makes sense. I think you have a good amount of material to, to unwind and unpack. So um, I actually, I think you do very well with uh, some extended one-on-one -on -one time. If that sounds interesting to you, then reach out to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome, thank you, Leila. Um, Colleen says it was, um, and needed integration. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And Joy says, thank you. Very beautiful energy and experience. All my parts felt the freedom to play again and have fun. Oh, that's nice. Good, Joy. Thank you. Um, Manisha says, thank you for such a beautiful mm -hmm. process, Beth. I, I too didn't want to open my eyes and come back. Very powerful. Got a message. <laughs> Trust in the process of life and surrender. Oh, good. Beautiful. You guys can come back there, you know, anytime. That's just, that's the first establishment, right? Of, of integrating those connections. Yeah, it's a beautiful, powerful process. You can go back again, of course, watch the, watch the replay, listen to all the wisdom and then do the process again and see what shows up now, right? It'll be different each time. So play with it. And, um, and of course, you know, if you'd like to work with uh, Beth, you can get, Package A for the three-week course or 
package B, where you get to work with her one-on-one. And I have to say, um, when Beth was talking about her personal sessions, she was downplaying it quite a bit. Because when I had my personal session with Beth, it was amazing. I mean, so much shifted during that session. Uh, yeah, I can't even describe all the energetics of it, but it was it wasn't it was a lot of energetic shifting and moving of energy. Um, it was it wasn't just talk. We hardly talked. I think it was more <laughs> about the moving and shifting of energies and bringing in frequencies, etc. That uh, yeah. So it was there was a lot that can happen in a session for sure. So please do take a look at both those packages and uh, the two and three part payment plans available, as well as use your uh, 10% or 25% gift code if you're in the inner circle. And if you're not, why not? <laughs> why, why are you not in the inner circle, especially the free version, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? All right. So um, Beth, any last words of wisdom for us before we go today? Self-love, be compassionate and kind towards yourself and, and, you know, self-love. We're all, we're all on a journey and we're all at different stages. Um, take a, take a beat, take a moment for, for self-love whenever you think of it. Yes, absolutely. Self-love, self-care, self-nurturing, play, please, please, please do all of that and more because you're worth it. And the the whole worthy, worthy, deserving piece. I know we didn't, we didn't really talk about it too much, but you are worth it. Whatever it is that you don't think you're worthy of, worthy of you are. So um, that's also going to be covered in the course as well. So I'm sure Beth has a lot of more information to say about that during the program. Um, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here receiving. Good. Yes. Receive, receive, receive. Open your heart and receive. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. All right, everyone. So thank you for all your questions, comments, and feedback. And Beth, thank you so much for a wonderful, wonderful show. So much wisdom, wonderful process. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. All right, everyone. Thank you so much, everyone. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Love you, Alara. Thanks, Beth. Thank you. Love you too. Sending you all much love and blessings. Bye for now.